0: This episode is brought to you by GeekAid.com, where we create an array of podcasts, articles, and more for everyone, no matter what your geek is. And if you want to help us make even more content, please consider supporting us on Patreon. That's Patreon.com slash GeekAid. Now on with the show. Warning,
1: the following program contains adult language, adult themes, and spoilers. Viewer discretion is advised. This show is a little off the beaten track. And it may be unexpected and surprising. So, taste it and enjoy. Good evening, and welcome to this week's episode of This Week's Episode. I am your host. Evan Goldstein, and with me, as always, is the single-ear-wiggling Karen Randazzo.
2: Well, what now?
1: And the overacting Chris Randazzo. Holy cats. (laughs) This is episode 205 for the week of May 14th, 2020. And this week, I got to pick. I chose The World According to Jeff Goldblum, Uh, season one, episode six, gaming but before we get into that here's your weekly reminder that you can get in touch with us at mail at com. tell us what we're doing right tell us what we're doing wrong suggest a show we'll watch it and then talk about it so i i honest to god can't wait to start talking about jed goldblum <laughs> but <laughs> before we get that far into the show how
0: you guys doing okay kind of tired I Was up last night up late last night yeah, yeah, you were. Yeah, see, <laughs> making it sound so. Uh, <laughs>
1: so for for those that don't know, we all do other podcasts or other things for the website, and Chris did an interview till what was it twelve
0: thirty last night? Twelve thirty, yeah. which for my old butt, that's a that's some uh, that's that's a late night for me to be yeah. podcasting because yeah. we started we started pretty much at regular time that Nine we o'clock-ish. would start the show. Yeah, because yeah. usually Dan and I kind of. B.S. for a while before we actually start, and uh, then we uh, we actually started, and it was cool. we
1: it was a long listening to that, I, and I and I do the editing for it, or the the producing, if you will, and houffa. Three hours, houffa, lots of interview,
0: but yeah, it was a <laughs> it was a lot of interview. It was uh,
1: it did it did seem to go well, so. I I, well. I I enjoyed the information that I heard, so Well
0: that's good. You did a good job to be of service. You done
1: did a good job. Get so. Um uh, yeah. you guys been watching anything?
2: Yeah, I mean it's been a little while. It has
1: been. We didn't record last week. That's right. Yeah. We all felt too old and wanted a break and that was okay. <laughs>
2: we did.
0: Sometimes that just happens. Uh, you see the thing is
1: is that like I've noticed that. If I go to sleep with a headache, the next day I wake up and the entirety of the day I have a headache. And then on top of that, if I wear these headphones that I wear, it makes the headache worse. So that day was a blinder of a day. And I said, you know what? I'm going to call it at about, what, 3 (laughs) o'clock? That's when I closed my eyes and started just doing nothing to make the drumming in my brain go away. And I appreciate you guys, you know, being okay with that, Taking, taking the week off. Oh like, yeah, yeah there's
0: no reason not to be
1: <laughs> every once in a while we gotta do it but what uh, what have you been what have you been checking out on the old digital media
2: well let's see uh, i finished off crazy ex girlfriend uh very satisfying very good very fun it was um the the last episode is uh is the live concert mm-hmm. special right I remember that and uh, it was just it was weird watching it immediately have after having watched the series and like being super familiar with all the songs. It was, it was a like, there was
1: a long gap between right? What do I between the, the end of the show and then that live or was it right after? No, no? it
2: aired right after. I think they aired the last oh. episode and the special back to back.
1: I was thinking of the tour that they did. Right. But um they thinking.
2: filmed the they filmed the special on the tour, which did happen months before the 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 series ended and I did see the see a show on that tour so it was a couple months before anyway that was good and well and I just started today to uh I switched to Agent Carter because that's a rewatch I've been meaning to do for a while I never feel so comfortable as I when I'm watching something in the MCU (laughs) and I realized dawned on me this morning that was like I tried to do it when I was working in the office and I couldn't because uh, it's a hard show to listen to. There's a lot of um, sneaking around scenes yeah. where you need to see what's going on in a lot of fight scenes um, with no dialogue. So it's a hard show to listen to. But when I'm home and I have my work up on one monitor and I can have one monitor that nobody's snooping behind me to check if I'm working. Right. I could have the the visuals up and glance back and forth, so so that's been fun. I think I got like three episodes in, um, and then on my own time in the evenings, I don't know if I mentioned this. The last episode, I started and I started and finished a uh, a Netflix show called Never Have I Ever.
1: Interesting. No, never heard of it.
2: Uh, <laughs> it <sorry>. is. Uh, <laughs> I, I saw somebody uh, say this on Twitter, and I I don't know. I don't know if two shows makes a trend but they said that uh Netflix sure is leaning into the uh into the teen girl with dead dad shows. Oh jeez. <laughs> Cuz we we did talk about um I'm not, I'm not, okay, not okay with okay this. With this yeah. And then uh Never Have I Ever is is a very different show but the protagonist is a teen girl whose father died
1: uh, dumb,
2: like gotcha. prior to the beginning of the the show. Uh really good uh I would never pick it as something for us to watch on this, because I know, I mean, Chris might enjoy it. It's definitely not for you, Evan. I appreciate It's very the, much and, a teen girl drama.
1: Thank you. Thank you for not putting me through that, and I will keep that in mind for my next pick. But come on, it's Jeff Goldblum. I, I knew I couldn't fail on that one.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it, it's, uh, I mean, it's a nice show. It's, uh, you know, got a lot of, deals with a lot of, like, modern stuff. Uh, the cast is definitely a like very diverse uh the, the lead is a indian girl mm-hmm. um one of her best friends is uh dealing with coming out as gay um it's like i, I i'm actually uh, at first glance having trouble coming up with like are there any white people on the show <laughs> okay. there are some but uh but that's the kind of show it is where it's, not, it's just not automatically like mm-hmm. all white people and one person of color um what the hell oh so they have this weird conceit which took me a long time to get used to which is that the narrator is tennis player John McEnroe What?
1: why yes
2: he's <laughs> narrating the story of this like 17 year old Indian girl um and it turns out that uh her father who died was a big tennis fan and ah, he you it. know loved John McEnroe so and he makes a cameo in the season finale so uh that was that was neat
1: that's nice.
2: Um but if if that's your kind of jam I highly recommend it. It was very easy to watch. Um if you have dead dead issues, it may be a little bit of a trigger for you. The last episode was was a little emotional for me. Um but overall I'd recommend it to people who like that kind of thing.
1: <laughs> okay. Uh-huh. I I I apologize for Shaker. It was funny cuz I had a trigger, I'm going to say like 2 days ago. I have I don't have um father issue mm-hmm. triggers i have brother issue triggers and i was watching an episode of the goldbergs which i will talk about more oh my god i was laughing and crying at the same time it was so conflicting in my head i've never i don't honestly i think that was the first time i consciously went that triggered me to feel things and that's not normal for me <laughs> especially for the goldbergs but you guys don't know my family but anywho sorry oh
2: you're fine <laughs> Um, Chris and I did also start um, Dead to Me's new season two came out at the end of last week. We watched the first episode. It was super dark. Okay. And not, I mean, the whole (sighs) show is super dark. Right. But it was particularly dark and not a lot of humor in it. Okay. It was just a lot of very sad and angry things happening. And I found it to be too much. I was like, I cannot... Watch this right now with everything that's going on in the world. I've been watching a lot of like light, comedic, romantic,
1: mm-hmm. well that makes sense
2: stuff, and I just you know, escapist stuff. And I was like, I can't, can't watch this right now. <laughs> I'll take another swing at it in a week or two. But like, it's yeah. just it's too much.
0: Yeah, it was. I mean, I was really enthralled by that show, and I was also really enthralled by this new episode. Uh, and, and I mean, I was ready to keep watching. Um, to put uh, to to put it easily, I think I'm having a much easier time in life right now than a lot of other people, and I do kind of feel bad about that. But I was, you know, I wasn't so put off that I wouldn't want to keep going because, like, hot diggity dang, when it ended, I was like excuse me <laughs> but uh, I as soon as as soon as she mentioned like it was darker than usual for that show there was it was missing that layer of levity that usually comes along with it because the show's not usually super funny but there's usually this like kind of slight air of sunshine underneath it the, like there's this this prospect of like I don't know how anything's ever going to actually get better but at least, not everybody is twenty four seven miserable, and this episode was definitely everybody is not in a good place. Gotcha. Uh, so I totally understood why we we uh, kind of put that on the shelf for the time being, but it was very good.
1: Okay, good. And that's net that's Netflix, right? Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. yeah. Okay. Still pumping out the good stuff. That's what I like to hear.
0: Yeah, they uh, are not screwing around. So is that Netflix. that it? Is that all is that what you caught up with, Karen?
2: Yeah, for me. Yeah, that's about
0: it.
1: Cool. Chris, other than the dead to me, right? What's the name of it?
0: Well, we've uh, dove headlong right back into the Mickey Mouse Clubhouse. <laughs> uh,
1: <laughs> I, w- I was going to ask what other childlike wonder have you been experiencing, because you were ma- the last time we spoke, you were making deals. You're wheeling and dealing to get some f- form of entertainment for yourself.
0: Yeah, that deal is still uh, relatively uh, uh, cruising along relatively well. Okay, I uh, have been... I just... Uh just before the show I finished Clone Wars. Okay. Uh like just just a few minutes ago. And I wanted to watch the last episode not with Ellie <laughs> because um the She's show She's
1: because of a fan and she wouldn't have appreciated it.
0: Exactly. Got it. Yeah. All right. It um <laughs> it was it's it is striking how uh somber this show ends. In comparison to where it begins, uh, and I guess given where it ends, it kind of had to be. But I was not expecting it to end where it ended because it it actually went past Revenge of the Sith, which was a surprise to me because the show was supposed to be set between you know episodes two and three, right? And then in the last, uh, in the so the, the the last episode is like this four episode the last arc is this four episode arc and i think in the second episode there uh there were ta- some characters were talking like obi-wan was talking to some uh to ahsoka try 'cause cuz she wanted to get in touch with anakin mm-hmm. and um he was he was all like yeah anakin's off on this like super secret mission and he's talking about his mission to spy on palpatine and uh he's not happy about it and there was this kind of subtext of like Obi-Wan asked Ahsoka to talk to Anakin because he didn't like, just like in the movie, he didn't really agree with that decision. Like that it was the right thing to do, but it was, you know, they're Jedi. They have to kind of do as they're told more or less. Mm -hmm. So he kind of had this interesting subtext conversation with Ahsoka. Like you should talk to Anakin because he's going through some shit right now. (laughs) Um, But then, uh, in that same conversation, they said that they found, uh, they rescued Palpatine and Anakin had killed uh, Count Dooku, which happens in the beginning of Revenge of the Sith. And it's like, oh, so here we are in the middle, uh, like, this is, we're actually going into what was happening in the rest of the galaxy while Revenge of the Sith was happening. This isn't where I expected it to go, because I expected it to kind of end with more Anakin Obi-Wan stuff, but it was really heavily centric on Ahsoka and the clones, which was kind of a surprise to me. And then in um, the end of the third episode of the arc, uh, Order 66 happened, which was friggin' wild, because that's when, uh, you know, execute Order 66, and then something wakes, and all the clones turn on and kill all the Jedi. Right. So uh, that happens, like, right at the end of the episode, and in the previous season, they had this really great arc where um, one of the tr- clone troopers went nuts and tried to kill a Jedi and they took him in for uh like they took him in for testing and nobody could figure out what happened like why he did that and it was there was a malfunction in his chip and it it kicked off order 66 early and a couple of the clones found out about it and they kind of like started this whole investigation of like I think, they, I think they did something to us that they don't want us to know about, and they, like, removed their inhibitor chips and moved away and, like, lived in seclusion for a long time. But a lot of that research was left behind, and the one clone trooper that's Ahsoka's friend, uh, Commander Rex, knew about it. And w- when Order 66 happened, Rex tried to kill Ahsoka, and, like, he almost... You see him, like, the the animation was really impressive, especially for this show, because I've never loved the animation on it, but you see this, these, like, kind of visible ticks of him, like, almost attempting to fight it for, like, a half a second Mm -hmm. uh, before trying to kill her, and then she knocks him out, takes him to the medical bay, because she remembered when this other crazy shit went down with the clones, and they found the inhibitor chip, took it out, and he was just like... So, uh, yeah, all the clones are the, the clones are trying to kill the Jedi. And she's like, well, well, how many of them? And he's like, you don't understand. All of them, the literal millions of clones are going to kill every Jedi. <laughs> and that was where the third episode ended. And then the last one was just Rex and Ahsoka attempting to escape while Maul also escaped because Darth Maul was involved in all this stuff, too, which is pretty wild, uh, seeing exactly how he got away. They didn't answer a question that I had because the last time I had talked about Maul was um when I was watching Rebels mm-hmm. and you see Maul by himself and a complete outcast from you know the Empire or anything like that. Uh and I had always wondered how he got there because the last episode that I saw him in Clone Wars before this new season showed up was that he and his brother went to like become crime lords and start their own shit, and then the Emperor showed up and was just like, you can't do that. I'm in control of everything. <laughs> and Maul was just like, there's two of us. We're we're gonna kick the shit out of you, right? Because it's Maul and his brother his brother Savage, and then like the Emperor just destroys Savage. And instead of killing Maul, he's just like, I have a use for you. And that was the last we saw him. But then when he shows up in this last, uh, last season, he is, uh, He's kind of like in awe of the Emperor's plan, because he was like, even when I was his apprentice, I did not know the depths of his plan of like, he played everybody. (laughs) And he's the whole time, Maul is just like, you guys think you're fighting against, you don't know anything. And I don't even know everything, but I can see he did this whole thing. To get exactly what he wanted, and he didn't know who Anakin was at that point. He's all like, he's trying to get someone named Anakin on his side, who's like, he says this already his apprentice, but he doesn't even know it, and of course Ahsoka took all that really personal, but Maul is also evil as shit, so he was like still trying to get away and kind of start his own thing somewhere, but I thought he was still working for the Emperor, and I still don't know what that use the Emperor had for him was. Because they never really explained that, but I was fine with them not going too deep into it, you know, Mm. because it all played out great. So that was awesome. Good. (laughs) Clone Wars was great. It's overall, it's such a weird show to suggest to people. Like, um, my friend Joe, he asked me about it, and I gave him my episode order to watch. He was like, no, I'll watch them in chronological order, like you said, but I'm going to watch all the episodes. And he kind of gassed out in season three. He (laughs) just, he jumped jumped back in. He's like, no, I'm going to do this. uh, Because he, a few episodes into starting to watch it, he realized he can see the potential in the show. Like they get this and they get these characters so much more than they ever did in the movies in a way that makes them make sense to the original trilogy. And uh, he was really enjoying it. And then he kind of gassed out around a bunch of like, Bullshit in season 3 He just jumped back in And I was like Dude you Definitely There's more bullshit In the way like There's gonna be Buckle up for the bullshit Five or six episodes About droids That you're not gonna Care about at all uh, <laughs> There's just a bunch Of stuff But then there's such There's a bunch Of really good stuff Like in the beginning Of this season It was all um This I talked about it Here a little bit With the Bad Batch uh, Clones that all had Like different mutations Or whatever And then they went with this this secondary story uh, after they finished that one, the second arc in the season was about um, Ahsoka having left the Jedi Order, you know, traveling and trying to figure out what to do with her life. Mm -hmm. And she wound up crash landing on this this place and meeting this criminal. And it was like, it was okay. It wasn't super interesting, but it was kind of neat to see. uh, The whole point of that story arc was showing that, the people don't all look up to the Jedi at this point because to them the Jedi are just the the oppressors out there fighting the war and telling everyone what to do and whatnot. So not everybody has this romanticized ver- version of what the Jedi are supposed to be because they just think the Jedi are a bunch of soldiers. And it was a it had a couple of interesting That's, conversations with Ahsoka about that because Ahsoka joined cartoon. the Jedi Order. She joined the Order right when the Clone Wars was happening, so she has never been a Jedi when they haven't been soldiers. And so she was always taught that they're supposed to be peacekeepers, but she's always been a soldier, and it was a really neat neat character study there. But the actual episodes themselves were kind of dull until the end when these characters were spying on Ahsoka, and you couldn't really tell who they were, and then they turned out to be Mandalorians... And they were because uh, Maul was on Mandalore. That's when that whole shit went down with the Emperor, and apparently the Emperor left him behind to still mess with stuff on Mandalore for some reason. And so he was there, call, uh, basically taken over. And the group of Mandalorians that were kind of the bad guys were now are now kind of like the 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 rebels on that planet. Like, I know we don't get along, uh, but. Th- whatever we were is not nearly as bad as what this is. And so they they found Ahsoka and were like, hey, I remember you come help us in that news story you posted uh, about that character that's going to be in Mandalorian Season 2. That's the girl that was left in charge of a Mandalore. She's the one who um, was supposed to be in charge before Maul took over.
1: Interesting. So, I was actually going to ask about that because I didn't recognize... I mean, I recognized the actress's name, and I didn't know who that character was that's set to
0: to play. So earlier in Clone Wars, one of the more interesting story arcs that happens in that show is the leadership of Mandalore is a woman named Duchess Satine, who uh, is a pacifist. And so Mandalore is a, a pacifist planet, which doesn't sit well with a certain sect of Mandalorians because they've always been like a warrior race. Mm-hmm. And so that caused all those internal politics. And Duchess Satine was also uh, Obi Wan's love interest. Okay. And that was actually really, really good story arc. That was really good stuff. Uh, but then she was killed, and her sister is that Mandalorian who was like much more militant. And but after Satine was killed, she's kind of like all right, I didn't agree with the way she led, but at least I can now kind of understand why she led the way that she did, because, you know, as a leader, you got to think of things differently, and so...
1: And just for those that are playing along at home, that I we are referencing a news article that we'll we'll post in the uh, show notes about um, Katie Sackhoff playing, set to play Bo-Katan, is that how it mm-hmm. in the Yeah, in the Bo-Katan. Next, in the next season of The Mandalorian, which... I like her as an actress. I think if, I due to the fact that I don't know who the character is, but if it's a Mandalorian, I think she's a, a female Mandalorian. She seems to be that's seems be pretty good casting to me.
0: Yeah, it seems like a pretty solid fit there. And what was it? We also learned that what's his face from uh, the movies is going to come back to play Boba Fett.
1: Yeah, I heard of it, but did we post that?
0: I don't think we posted it, because that was, I don't know, it was a news story in the middle of the week last week or something, but that's interesting, because Dave Filoni is real good at resurrecting fan-favorite villains (laughs) who got killed off in the movies, because, like, yeah, I know there's all these expanded universe stuff of uh, Boba Fett crawling out of the Sarlacc pit, but, like, this is the dude who brought back Maul and didn't just bring him back, but made him a super interesting character, so... I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, man. Dave Filoni is uh he knows what he's doing when it comes to Star Wars. He gets it. So So that's most of what I've been watching good. outside of
1: And it seems you well, been well, enjoying it, which is good.
0: Oh, definitely. I definitely enjoyed the heck out of it. The other thing that that's that's the other thing. So we've been watching Mickey Mouse Clubhouse, right? Mm-hmm. That's always that that's always a good time. Always a good time. <laughs> Except it's not. But <laughs> it's it's tolerable-ish. Uh, it's better than some of like the Minnie's bow tunes and stuff. When you get into the real schlockety schlock, because at least Mickey Mouse Clubhouse is like kind of interactive, right? They're all like, uh, "Oh my God!" Oh, <laughs> toodles, stand up and Stop dance it. around. You don't have at, to. You don't have to do that. It's okay. <laughs> at the end of the episode, Ellie and I always get up and dance, and it's kind of great, right? right? There you go. So at the it's end, it's
2: actually very cute. They do like. <laughs> each character each character in the mickey mouse clubhouse has their own dance and like daddy will be like i'm gonna do the goofy dance now yep. and ellie's like "Can you to do the mini dance because she's always doing the mini dance because mm-hmm. she loves mini but like it's just it's freaking adorable yeah guys. it's
0: it's it's fun and we always get up and at the I end of every episode dance. <laughs> <laughs> but um i don't even remember exactly how it segued into it but uh it was something about... Because I think the episode we were watching was Goofy-centric, and I just kind of wanted to s- segue into, on Disney+, Plus. they have a bunch of the old Goofy cartoons, including the Goofy how-to stuff, which was hysterical. And just, we we watched it at night, right? That was the first time we watched those? No, it was the second time, because I had watched... I'm pretty sure I watched one of them alone with Ellie, and then, like, we watched them again... At night, I think after movie night, we watched uh, um, one of the shorts of how to fish with uh, uh, with Goofy and. So these are God, like the classic. K- yeah, like from oh, like the from the forties. Okay. Right, good. And God, the kids were hysterical, and it's one of it's it's one thing to hear Ellie laugh because she laughs all the time, but to genuinely hear John belly laughing like un- fall, uncontrollably, if you will. <laughs> absolutely, he was hysterical watching these Goofy cartoons, and they've watched them over and over again. But the, the thing that's been bugging me about it, and I did, finally did the research this morning, because Disney Plus does not have a good search engine.
1: No, they do not. I that mean, they're, is they're, not... Their front page menu has a lot of options, which makes it look really good, but once you get past that first run of stuff, it gets tough.
0: It gets insane, because like, I wanted to find more of the Goofy cartoons, so I typed in Goofy, and there was like 35 Mickey Mouse cartoons and half of the Goofy cartoons that show up when you click on a Goofy cartoon. And then the, here are the other recommendations. Mm. It's like, well, this is a bunch of bullshit. So I'm trying to find one that I, I, I liked and I couldn't remember the name of it. It's the one that they show in Roger Rabbit when they're in the theater mm-hmm. and you know, Goofy is swinging around and exercising. Now I've already forgotten what the name it was again. But I looked it up and it's not on there. and like for some reason they've and they've been adding them from time like periodically like one or two like not telling anyone just here's three more uh, classic 1940s cartoons on Disney Plus and you can't just search out like that specific thing you can't say I want to see all of the 1940s cartoons i want to see all the 1950s cartoons or something like that you can't do a search like that because they're not sectioned off that way and i don't understand why i just don't understand why
1: well they're probably they're probably going with the the collection titles like you know silver anniversary collection and
0: no they're not they're not sectioned at all they're completely random shorts they're ah, not connected so they're to any shorts. specific right, Yeah, they're not connected to any specific grouping at all. So the only way to find them is by individual episodes or find something similar, click on it and hope that it recommends it. Gotcha. Wow. It's Man. bullshit. Not good. not good. Not good. Speaking of bullshit, they still haven't fixed the Simpsons yet. Really? They were talking yeah, about doing st- that months. That ago. was supposed to happen in January. They still haven't fixed the Simpsons yet. It's still, as far as I know, it's still um, mm. all zoomed in and cropped and whatnot. Which is interesting because I don't. Did we talk about Rescue Rangers at all on the show? Uh,
1: we, I remember you. We mentioned it that it, we were talking about all of those. Sh- Saturday, Sunday morning, whatever. Uh, yeah, the uh, Disney afternoon stuff. Yeah. No,
0: it was. Um, we were watching Mickey Mouse Clubhouse and Chip and Dale were in an episode, and I was like, "You like Chip and Dale, huh? Check this shit out." <laughs> so, I set her up with um Rescue Rangers, and she was watching that every day for a, a, a week or so, and that was really fun to watch. But in particular, what was interesting about it is that they they actually gave that show treatment. Really, it's um, it's really cleaned up. It is. It's cropped so that it's it fits in widescreen, okay. Which it it didn't bother me in any of the episodes that I've watched because it it seemed to have been cropped at least intelligently, and the show doesn't. It doesn't seem. It doesn't feel squished like a lot of stuff in the Simpsons, Right, right? Right. Because this show is very. It's a it's a kids show, so there's not a lot of stuff happening in the periphery, right? You're, what's happening, what's focusing is what's happening with these specific characters. Like it's it's a very focused show. So where you're looking at something with The Simpsons, where you're actually losing pieces of jokes because there's stuff happening. They used well, yeah, every was, inch of the screen. That was more
1: for adults than
0: Rescue exactly. Rangers,
1: which is look at the center mass of this, this you yeah you know?
0: know that that's it was all pretty straightforward but boy that show looks really nice on disney plus and, and then i was like oh boy they cleaned up rescue rangers i gotta see what gargoyles looks like gargoyles yeah. looks just like the damn dvd they didn't do anything they didn't that. do anything
1: to gargoyles that, that was the first thing me i turned. the heck
0: on. out because it's so that show is so pretty and seeing Even how the nice, way it was it oh yeah absolutely it's perfectly watchable on disney plus mm-hmm. but Boy, why not you like just load up Rescue Rangers for a minute and look at how clean it looks? Even this old animation, it looks really nice, all remastered like that. And how the heck have they not been pushing Gargoyles harder on Disney Plus? And re- given that show that that same treatment is just beyond me. I don't, I don't get it, man. They released that Gargoyles DVD and it sold like insane numbers, I'm very, and then very like. Famous.
1: Producers and directors are saying, yeah, I want to do a live action or I want to reimagine Gargoyle. Like, that's not uncommon. Yeah. It's very surprising. I don't
0: don't know what Disney's deal is because it was like the second volume one of season two sold like way more DVDs than anything else in its category was selling at the time but it didn't do as well as season one did. And they were like, well, this is dead. I'm like, whoa, 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 what did you do? No, no, it's not. And then, like, years later, they oh, only made oh. the second half of season two as a mail-order DVD you could buy from their Disney Club or something. Oh, that was the only way to get the rest of season two. Well, I, and I, I remember
1: them saying something like, the mo- one of the most searched things when Disney
0: Plus released
1: was Gargoyles, and uh-huh. in the uh, 90s X-Men. Which, yeah, come
0: and they're just like, whatever, <laughs> that must just be a blip on the radar, but, uh oh, jeez, did we, was Muppets in our news feed? Did we put that in our yes, news feed? Yes, we did. Uh, uh, yeah, that's another one that I was reading a little bit about, the, um. Muppets Now? Uh, yeah, Muppets Now uh coming out, because people thought that show was dead in the water, because, um, was it Iger, the guy who stepped down, mm-hmm. apparently just didn't get Muppets at all? Right. Like that makes a lot of sense considering that Muppets TV show that we didn't exactly love. We're and, uh, yeah. and like, you know, that Muppets, uh, what was it? Muppets most wanted didn't really set the world on fire. It's was like, well, you know, it came pretty quick after that Muppets movie and it wasn't special. So, um, it, it feels like Disney didn't really get what to do with that show. So everyone just assumed that when these Muppet shows were kind of sort of announced for Disney plus and then disappeared, like one of them went away I don't remember what it was. Uh, it's somewhere in that story from Muppets Now that we posted was like they had this other one, and that just and got that was by you know jo- uh, glass.
1: Oh, what the hell is his name? Did Josh Gad. Jo- Gad.
0: Yeah. It wasn't that he was the one that was, was it jo- Josh Gad? I don't remember who. Somebody was involved in it, and they were like, "Yeah, no, never mind. This isn't going anywhere." Uh, but this one's coming on, and I think that's a great idea because it seems to be like old school Muppet Show variety show, and I think that's kind of. Perfect. Yes, it was Josh
1: Gad, Edward Kisses, and Adam Horowitz. They were developing a Muppets revival called Muppets Live, uh, or Muppets Live Another Day.
0: Wow. There you go.
1: And that product ended ended up being scrapped. Which,
0: I mean, I'm okay with that. I don't think Josh Gad's very funny, so...
1: Mm, Okay. I'm
2: sorry. Your kids do.
0: (laughs) Yes. Well, as Olaf, he's great, but uh, I've never liked him as anything other than Olaf, so... What's the uh, Gaston
1: counterpart? LeFou. Yeah, LeFou. I thought he did. He was
2: a good LeFou.
0: A good I fan. haven't seen live-action Beauty and the Beast, so. Oh. Uh, hey, I, I am wow, more you dodge that you have more than happy to admit when
1: i
2: I went in the theater with his sister and his mom and his niece. Okay. And that's how he dodged that
1: bullet. Uh, all right. And Ellie wasn't born yet. Okay. All right.
0: <laughs> <laughs> the giggle is what sold that. I'm just letting you know. <laughs> So, hey, um, Muppets coming back in a positive way, theoretically, I'm all for. Because I don't want an an office ripoff of the Muppets talking about Miss Piggy and Kermit's sex life. I just want the Muppets, all right, (laughs) to be the Muppets.
1: Guaranteed, if you talk about that that bad Muppet show, it's either going to be about that, the Kermit, Miss Piggy, sex life, or the really weird IT character.
0: Oh, God, I forgot all about You're him. You're welcome. Oh, thanks for putting thanks, that. Thanks, Evan. I don't remember his name, and I can't even picture him. I just know I hate him. Hold
1: on. Let me find a... out. No. no, stop
0: that. Stop that. I'm, t- I'm too tired to be this angry. Don't you do that to me. Uh, so that's 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 me in television right now. I'm just doing that and, and still playing video games like crazy. I'm making a Mario Maker level right now. cool at least i'm i'm making plans for one anyway i'm just doing my outlines for world four is what i'm on
1: well i'll jump in i haven't really changed up too much we are still in the throes of the well my castle rewatch her castle introduction we are in season five the tail end of season five uh we either hate watch ghost adventures (laughs) or lovingly watch ghost nation ghost hunters there's a bunch of the better ones um Hunt ghosters.
2: Ghost facers.
1: Ghost (laughs) Ghost face face killers. We were watching an episode of Castle when, okay, so we've, we've come to the conclusion I have this innate ability whilst watching the show to go, that's the bad guy. And not even remember the episode because it's the only recognizable actor that shows up that is not part of the normal cast. So it's one of those bit characters that shows up in every third or fourth television show out there. So we were watching the show, and this kid is being questioned in, in, in the interrogation room. We're like, that kid looks really familiar. Where do I know him from? And, and Angela looks at me and goes, Ghost Facer! And I'm like, that's right! He was one of the kids. <laughs> the world's <laughs> crossed. It was an amazing moment.
0: Ah, I um, the Ghost
1: Facers. I, am real- I realized I am two seasons behind in Goldbergs, and I've been watching that. As often as I possibly can, because that show, I love that show so much. It makes me laugh so hard, because it reminds me so much of my family, and it's it's a good thing and a bad thing all at the same time. But outside of that, I really haven't been watching too much. What I did want to mention, and this is a special shout-out to my mother, okay? So my brother, oof, months and months and months ago, asked me to get for them... Um, Dougie or it's a, a a a cartoon. Hey, Dougie or something to that effect. Doug. No, 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 no. It's not Doug. It's, no. no, no, no. It's I, I wish I could. It's a very it's a little kid show. Um, and I had never heard about it, but I got him a bunch of seasons and, and they apparently watch it religiously. And my mother, who lives near my, my brother, she watches my nephew when they go to work. And um, so that means she watches Hey Dougie, I think it's called. And my mom got a little sick and tired of it, so she went to my Plex and realized that I had all of the Looney Tunes, and she started showing my nephew Looney Tunes, and he is enthralled. I love Amazing. it. Like how could he not be? That kid Looney comes Tunes from good it, stock. Man. That's what I'm saying he is such a tiny little baby and i'm still and it's the good ones it's not those you know where they started they you know the thing the the parts of the 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 show that made us laugh the anvils falling and hurting each other and all of that stuff Mm -hmm. that they sort of washed out to make it so that the the the, they were less horrific to younger viewers that i got the ones that are still showing good stuff so that's what my nephew is now watching, and I'm so happy. I, I I can't. Every child should watch classic Looney Tunes, because that's the the breeding ground of where all modern cartoons comes from.
0: It's yeah, and just comedy in general. It's true. A, it's true. It's it's amazing stuff, and that it's it's fun looking at. Like I mentioned, the old uh, Goofy stuff cartoons, and we've watched a handful of others, like some classic Mickey's and whatnot that are you know they were effectively the competition mm-hmm. at that time right. and and, warner I mean, brothers they're, and Disney yeah they're pretty good but they don't compare oh, <laughs> like, no. they they're not the warner S- shows steamboat like, they... willie is
1: no warner brothers and dot or or what was that that baseball the, when bugs goes, said, that's what he said he said that that's what he said that shit is the
0: bomb <laughs> <laughs> baseball bugs there and is. uh was it um uh Duck amuck is like, Classic. my kids love Duck yeah. That's That's one of my favorites. My favorite's always the one with the, the red monster. Where, <laughs> he uh, says
1: such interesting things. <laughs> Look out there in the audience. <laughs> People! <laughs> <laughs> ah! I love that episode so much.
0: Uh, and it, well, that's the thing. Like Go- I, I would say that Goofy is kind of like my top guy when it comes to the Disney ones. Because, man, those Goofy how-to videos are... I would say darn near as funny as as some of the better Looney Tunes stuff. Like they're just well done, but I don't know the the Mickey Mouse stuff is. Uh... Oh, jeez, that's something else oh. worth mentioning. So uh, I this is also on Disney Plus. We watched a couple of on a whim. They have these new Mickey Mouse shorts that have this weird, like super weird art direction to them, like really cool. Okay, but they're very hand drawn. Okay. And they are really good, like, ridiculously okay. funny stuff. Uh, it's ju- I, I think they're just called Mickey Mouse shorts or whatever, but they're pretty recent from the last couple of years. And they're done in, like, classic one-off kind of uh, situations where it's just like, put them in a weird situation. Like, one we watched was, like, uh, Daisy runs a croissant restaurant, <laughs> and they're in France, and everyone's speaking French. And then, like, she needs Mickey to deliver some other croissants to her because the customers are all ordering them. And then she's like, do you want a souffle? You want a souffle? Croissants! And they just <laughs> keep going that way, and Mickey has to go through this ridiculous slapstick situation trying to get the croissants over to um, uh, the cafe before all the customers get mad and, like, lynch her or something like that. Jesus. Jeez, there was this other one where, like, Goofy... Uh, um, Every time oh, you man. say Goofy, in
1: my brain, he, I hear the noise of him falling. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh yeah, yeah!
1: Every time you say Goofy,
0: <laughs> he's a. Uh, they had him be like this weird beach restaurant owner that was like kind of gross. Like it was just like almost ran in Stimpy levels of like. Oh, he's like scratching himself, and like flies are flying on his grill, and he's just kind of smashing them into the burgers and stuff. And, like Mickey and Donald walk in to get some food, right They're on the beach, and they're going to meet the meet Daisy and Minnie, and Mickey and Donald walk in, and Goofy's just like, "Ah, oh, get out!" And they points to the sign, it says, No shirt, no shoes, no service. Mickey Mouse doesn't wear a shirt and Donald doesn't wear <laughs> doesn't wear pants and shoes. And so like, they go outside and Donald steals all of Mickey's clothes. <laughs> and so like Mickey's running around stark naked the whole time, like trying to hide, because then Minnie and Daisy show up and he's like, Then I don't want them to see me running around naked and like all these people on the beach are screaming because he's naked and it was it was pretty funny stuff. It was great. <laughs> I was laughing. Uh that's on Disney Plus. There you that's go. that gets a big fat thumbs up. Completely me.
1: found by accident though, right?
0: I <laughs> uh, it's 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 really it's on the front page a lot. I've scrolled past it dozens of times, but every time I've tried to suggest it, Ellie's always been like, "No, Mickey Mouse Clubhouse. I want to watch this shitty CG from like early 2000s that's like completely mindless. I don't want to watch any of this stuff that's like got a layer of artistic integrity to it." How was that?
2: Damn, three year olds and their poor taste. Yeah. Seriously,
0: three year olds have shit taste in art. Damn it! <laughs> <laughs> All
1: right, we are. That's that's what I got going with my television. Let's let's breeze through the the news really quick because we do have two weeks worth. Um, we, I I do like the fact that the it, tre, the this Trevor Noah s- story didn't get as much play as I thought it should, but it's he's doing the right thing for the right reason uh trevor noah to pay salaries of furloughed daily show crew that's that's just awesome to me like
2: yeah i i think uh this extends to some other like similar type shows where the hosts the hosts who make millions are are paying their crews out of their pockets i I can't remember any other specific examples but i think it's become a trend good but i think daily show was the first to do it
1: good uh let's see what was the oh i didn't what is this good omens this is a video i didn't watch this
2: it was just a little short that they made uh it does have michael sheen and david tennant doing the voices it's a it's a phone call between the two of them
1: (laughs) okay that sounds ad- um, it automatically you know, sounds adorable
2: <laughs> it it really is cute it's just a couple of minutes and it's all like sort of b-roll type shots of of the there's uh bookshop and stuff um just the two of them talking to each other about how they're coping with the lockdown and you know and you know as- of course aziraphale is just happy as a clam to be stuck inside reading a bunch of books okay and good Crowley, Crowley is just bored as hell
1: good 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 that's that's in character—that's what I like to hear.
2: Very, very cute stuff.
1: Um, unfortunately, this next one came out. Um, actor Sam Lloyd—he is, uh, ooh, Ted from Scrubs. Oh yeah. He is also the that other actor that shows up in every third show, just in the background usually, because it's like, hey, it's Ted from Scrubs. Uh, he unfortunately passed away. Um, at this moment, I can't even remember how like i read this so long ago i oh, wasn't it
0: cancer i think I,
1: I, it, it it's not it, i think it was yes from lung cancer it complications from lung cancer uh i loved ted as a character he sam showed up in a number of different other shows but him as ted and the i think it was a bongo player in Town? Mm-hmm. Like those were two of my favorites. Like he played, like he was Ted. He was. You always felt bad for him, but you oh, you, you felt bad for laughing at him. But he such a good actor, and he did big bucket the,
2: of win. The acapella group oh. on Scrubs was just. It was such a great. Yeah,
0: that was, was the, awesome. What was the name? Oh, because he would say, like, I know the actual CD was the blanks, but um, oh, the uh, I, I don't remember what he the say, act-
1: he would yell like avengers assemble kind of thing
0: i think it changed a lot didn't it like wasn't there a couple of different
1: i okay maybe but i remember their their they when they would wander through just like oh this week we're doing you know tv show theme songs and you take the good you take the bad like that like or Mm -hmm. commercials the best part of waking that acapella group was amazing i actually remember having a cd of them at one point in time
0: (laughs) Yeah, the blanks. I had that CD. Uh, it was great. He will boing be missed.
1: <laughs> and I found that gif. It's point whip Because he was talking and he said, whatever you say bounces off of me and sticks to you. whip. Um, Karen, you posted this next one and it <laughs> enraged me and made complete and total sense at the same time. Nicholas Cage to play Joe Exotic from Tiger King in the new scripted series. Now I started to read this article. Uh it is from Rolling Stones and then I got distracted by the the video that is embedded in the article. So I'm going to try to remember uh there was articles written about Joe Exotic and his roller coaster of a life and that is what has been optioned. It is not the it is not like a after of the Netflix show or anything like this, this is something completely same cast of characters, different take, I'm assuming. But within this article, there is, I think they call it FIRSTs, where they ask, you know, Nicolas Cage, you know, the first time you remember X, or tell us about the first time, Y, and he is Nicholas Cage and all of his Nicholas Caginess. It's amazing. I I will never watch the Tiger King show, again. So, but again, I,
0: I never watched it in the first. Time. I watched
1: like three or four episodes of it because Angelo was watching the whole thing, and I watched like the last two or th- maybe three episodes at the end. I didn't even have to watch the beginning. Like, like, quick, catch me up. Okay, this is horrible. People doing horrible things to each other. Why is this so popular? And then I remembered. Yeah, it gets we a big fat bag
0: of nope from me, man.
1: <sighs> but what doesn't get a big fat bag of nope from me? is this trailer for Space Force. Yep.
0: Oh, I didn't watch that. Oh. I forgot to watch that. Darn it.
1: Karen, did you watch it? Please tell me what I did. Oh, and what did you think?
2: I can't wait for this show. <laughs> and we don't have to. It comes out at the end of the month.
1: Yeah, Steve Carell as a four or five star general that is now in charge of the newest, newest branch of the Armed Forces Space Force. Oh, looks so good. Looks so entertaining. So, watch that. It's a lot of fun. Uh, Karen, you posted up this next horribly scary... God, what is this a trailer of? It's
2: uh, for se- the season 14 of the Doctor Who collection. Why
1: are you watching Do- season 14? Why did anybody watch it? It looked horrifying. Uh, well... <laughs> it looks so scary. That's,
2: that's what I was kind of impressed by, uh, the way this trailer was cut is that uh, Doctor Who had a reputation in the classic days for being, like, really scary and something that kids, you know, kids would watch, but they'd watch from behind the couch and they'd, or they'd cover their eyes for stuff. And it could get really scary, and I just thought this trailer was very well cut yes, to uh, show off the aspect, the horror aspects of the show. Uh, I don't think that if you actually watch these episodes that you would be as scared as the trailer makes it seem. There is,
1: there's... Uh... the scenes where the the master Mm -hmm. this version of the master shows up who overlaced with there's this weird artistic view of his face usually in orange or triplicated where it's three of them just yelling words like the imagery in this trailer is it's the stuff of nightmares
2: (laughs) i mean it was the 70s weird shit was going on on this show good point (laughs) valid
1: point valid valid point all right uh we discuss the muppets now um <laughs> i found this adorable as well <laughs> ducktail season three update david Tennant is recording from a closet at his home that's all i needed to read
2: <laughs> that's pretty much all there is to know that's
1: there still...
2: season three is going forward and i don't <laughs> know, I, and this...
1: honestly i don't immediately picture like he turned a closet into a recording studio i pictured david tennant wearing that pink t-shirt crouching down in a coat closet, with coats still in said closet, and the cord coming out underneath the, the, the door. Like, that's what I picture, uh, and him reading <laughs> lines as Scrooge McDuck.
2: <laughs> Same. Uh, I, except that I picture it more of a, like a walk-in closet. Mm. And he's just like sitting on the carpeted floor and like there's no light in there. So he's like a flashlight.
1: Valid point. He <laughs> probably has got some money that he could afford a walk in closet. Good point. Good point. <laughs> but that's good news. We're going to get more duck-tails. Um So this next teaser, if you will, Karen. <laughs> <laughs> <Excuse me. laughs> July 3rd, we are getting... Are, what are we actually getting is this
2: they filmed a performance of the original broadway cast their run of hamilton before people started leaving the cast and being replaced
1: with new people okay and now they're
2: and so it's like a concert film and now okay. it's being uh re- being released on disney plus on july 3rd my question is this shit was shot like 2 years ago mm-hmm. and we've been in lockdown for 2 months what the fuck Disney
1: they needed to get-
2: why 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 you wait so long? Well, they had to, to put out so
1: the proper amount of Disney shorts, and <laughs> now the right amount of Twitter teases to get you till July third so that you start buying Disney plus now.
2: I already bought it,
1: I'm ready I know You're, I know
2: come on guys <sighs> and and it's the this is one where it's like okay. It's been ready for two years. We've been locked down waiting for, for stuff to watch for two months. And now you're like, yeah, we're going to release it another two months from now. And you're go welcome. fuck yourself, Disney.
1: <laughs> <sighs> uh, <sighs> I'm angry, I but see I'm that. happy. Um, we talked about Katie Sackhoff. Okay, so this one, this next article uh, gave me an amazing visual in my head. Orphan Black plants to go live. Uh, they're going to do a live table read. And my brain pictured, you know, the Zoom call with the nine windows and six of them filled with, uh oh, what's her name?
2: Tetsuya yeah, T- Masolani. Tetsuya Masalani,
1: yes, in different costumes. I don't know how they're going to pull it off, but I feel with modern technology that they can.
2: <laughs> I just think it's going to just be her. Just like It's, just. it's not even going to be anybody else. It's not going to be a Zoom call. It's just going to be Facebook Live. She's going to... Turn her camera on and go. <laughs> Makes
1: sense. All right, maybe save a buck or two, but that sounds uh, like a lot of fun. I will watch. I will watch that. I watched the the the, the um Chuck one. That was a good time.
2: It's gonna be on Sunday, May thirteenth, May seventeenth yeah. at three o'clock Eastern.
1: There we go. All right, and <laughs> I don't know what. I, I don't know how I am supposed to feel about this, but um, the warp dot they're teasing information about a community movie um, and a community movie. Dan Harmon says conversations are happening that people want to be happening. So I'm assuming when he says that people would want that, he's talking about us and that the conversations are like, yeah, we're all stuck in our closets. Let's get together and, and make a movie or something so good there's no other information other than that
2: this when community comes up lately it cracks me up because a couple of weeks ago my mother out of the blue messaged me and she's like uh do you remember recommending this show to me and I was like not really but like I recommend a lot of stuff to my mother she hardly ever watches she she usually doesn't like a lot of the stuff I recommend.
1: Um,
2: okay. Or, uh, you know, not a lot of stuff, but maybe half the stuff. And then, like, I recommended this to her ages ago, like, literally years ago. She's like, oh, I saw, I saw that it was on Netflix, so I decided to check it out, and it's great. i love." It. <laughs> like, welcome to literally the very last person to come yeah. to this party,
1: Mom. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh. Don't get too used to Chevy Chase. He becomes a jackass. So, yeah. Uh, Apparently, they're also going to get together later this month for a virtual table read to benefit uh, coronavirus relief charities, which is nice. That's cool.
0: And Chevy Chase will not
1: be there. You know what I found most hysterical about that? They are doing the first episode of the show where he's not there. Okay, uh, the The episode which originally aired in 2014 took place in the immediate aftermath of Chevy Chase's exit from the series. It's not like late in the season after he's gone. No, it's like, nope, he's gone, and this is why, and we need to figure it out kind of thing. Such a fun show. Whew, that was a lot of news. That's two weeks worth of news caught up in approximately 15 minutes. (laughs)
2: I think what I said in the feed was I'm sorry there's so much news but there's, there's a
1: the lot news. of news. Yeah. There's a lot of it. We missed we missed a week. Things are things like I don't know we're getting more information about life after the lockdown. So that's good. Hopefully we'll get there. No giant asteroids like the dinosaurs. So. All right, let's take a break cuz I got a show to talk about and I want to go to bed. So <laughs>
0: hang out we'll be back are you enjoying the podcast you're listening to right now of course you are but did you know that it's just one part of an entire network of geek related goodness geek.com is your one-stop shop for fresh original content no matter what your geek is each week you'll find articles and podcasts about comic books, horror movies, X-Men, music, video games, music in video games, Transformers, anime, TV shows, tabletop gaming, wrestling, beer and more. And hey, if you want to help us create even more original content, please consider supporting us on Patreon. That's available at patreon.com/geekade. What's your geek?
1: GeekAid is looking for some partners. If you have something you'd like to advertise on any of our podcasts, our powerful overlords are ready to talk to you. Send your proposal to mail at geekaid.com with the words podcast ads in the subject line, and our diligent army of trained ants will put you in touch with the head of our advertising department. With a weekly audience that reaches well into the dozens, GeekAid is the perfect place to get your ads into the ears of the right people. Once again, that's mail at geekaid.com. Send your ad in today. And we're back. Thank you so much for checking out the commercials. Let's talk Jeff Goldblum. Okay. This week was my pick. I chose The World According to Jeff Goldblum, Season 1, Episode 6, Gaming. Now, this show came to me as a suggestion from one of my employees. Um, I told him because of his sensibilities you should watch the disney plus shorts about forky and then he said i'll watch those if you watch this and i said okay and i never watched it and then i remembered two weeks ago like hey this is my pick i then watched an episode of this and i went holy shit i need to share this with my friends so um this is a show that is on disney plus a uh, documentary series in which Jeff Goldblum pulls back the curtain on a seemingly familiar object to reveal a world of astonishing connections, fascinating science, and a whole lot of big ideas. Now, that's the te- that's that's the the corporate line right there. In my opinion, what this is is a show to watch Jeff Goldblum be bonkers. This, this was amazing to me because, all right, I don't understand how a man of his age can be so, I don't want to say out of touch, but unknowing of how so many things are going on
0: because he is rather oblivious to a great number of things. Okay,
1: but I'm going to take out the fact that this one was about gaming, okay? Okay. Let's just remove that for just a second because that there is the possibility that he may not be familiar with gaming's the ins and outs of gaming's you know this, this. oh
0: yeah no yeah not specifically talking about this episode but okay. I, I looked around at what some of the other subjects were and it's like sneakers this is this is weird man but Ice then again cream there's you know there's these weird subsects of uh, life. <laughs> For all of those things, so Pools. I guess it's not completely out out of the <laughs> blue.
1: Um, what did you oh, go ahead? Tell me what you thought. I I picked this particular episode, Chris, because it was about gaming, and then I watched it, and I'm like, ah, all right, maybe, sort of,
2: it's loosely tied sort of to gaming.
1: gaming. Um, I mean, I really, I. Once I saw it's about gaming, I said, damn it, if this is what he shows me about gaming, I definitely got to know his ideas about barbecue, which was the the episode before gaming. I don't know if you're aware of that. (laughs) It's actually barbecue, BBQ. Anywho, uh, what did you guys think? (laughs) Don't jump in at once.
2: (laughs) It was definitely a weird show. Mm -hmm. Um, They went to a lot of different places that I wouldn't expect a like sort of a documentary style show about gaming to go mm-hmm. like i did not see the whole larping segment coming Get,
1: okay all right <laughs> let's stop right there <laughs> okay so as i i re it today i took notes they first went to um a, a video game tournament a counter-strike tournament which was one of those big ones where it's you know hundreds of thousand dollars cash prizes um then they broke for a history lesson about video games then they went into sound design for mobile games. Then they jumped into LARPing. Now, the jump from history lesson to sound design, not that far of a leap. From sound design to LARPing, astronomical. Like, I didn't understand it, but then I watched it, and he was so... He, he was an actor living out... Like, every, like It was as if he was born to play that part... Which is playing himself, learning about LARPing. <laughs> it was so weird. And mildly uncomfortable because of his nativity, I guess. Him being amazed at everything. It was endearing and sweet and uncomfortable at times. Uh, Chris, <laughs> being the, the gamer of, of the group... How did you feel about the where where the the show went?
0: Uh, you know, it was. I saw the through line. Like I got it. He was. He doesn't really understand. He's one of those people that just doesn't get it. And so he looked for ways to get it. Mm-hmm. And uh, I appreciated that. And uh, you know, I saw the through line that he was making between LARPing and video games. Like I, it, it. It made sense to me. Uh, I don't know. It was, it was it was weird, man. <laughs> it wasn't so good it was and cool. it wasn't it was, bad. <laughs>
1: uh,
0: yeah, it definitely wasn't bad. Um, it was, it, it was actually part of a really cool night that we had. Um, we were hanging out with the kids outside and we were like, Hey, let's do s'mores. Cause it's a nice night out and we got a fire pit. So we were going to do s'mores in the fire pit. And then the kids were just like, fuck it. I want popsicles. And then like, Karen and I looked at each other like, "Oh, do you want to to wait till the kids go to bed and do s'mores because I don't want to deal with it with these kids running around and I'd rather enjoy them later." So we did. And uh but we had TV to watch and stuff, and I was like, "I can I can do that." <laughs> so I went into the garage, and I got a spare television and uh some extension cords and the Apple TV and we set up the TV in the backyard and sat by the campfire and ate s'mores and watched this weird ass show. Followed by Matt Ramo doing a re- uh, choose your own adventure on wow. The stream. Wow!
1: Nice evening.
0: It was a really good evening. Nice uh, evening. So yeah, I don't know, man. It was a uh, so so. We were definitely in the right mindset for this. Like no 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 question. We were definitely in the right state of mind for this strange. Uh, uh, Jeff Goldblum show. Mm-hmm. Um, it's uh, how old would you say Jeff Goldblum is?
1: Oh, he's got to be in his sixties, right? All right let's let's say mid sixties. The amount of childlike wonder that he kept throughout this in, this entire episode was inspiring. To, oh, it's to great. be able to look at all of the things that he looked at. Like, and let's let's take away the the extremeness of a huge event for video gaming, like mm-hmm. a a counter strike event. Um, the the the, the, the all encompassingness of a LARPing event, like a a, a a like like those things to a jaded adult, I guess, might get lost, but the way he presented it and that's what, no matter what the topic was, that's what I dug most about this because he seemed genuinely interested and gen, like he it's as if he wanted everybody to feel the same way about this topic, whatever that topic may be, as he did. And the amount of hugs and the amount of pauses and speech and like he is, he is a a, a grown a, he's a grown child, and I don't want to, I don't want that to sound negative. Like he was learning about this stuff for the first time in later in his life, which is which is amazing. And he, he took it all in and presented it in a very loving way, which is mm-hmm. not which I did not expect, especially when he started going to LARPing. Like, I fig I straight out of my, my I'm like, oh, man, he's an actor. He's a serious actor. He is going to have a problem with this. And he didn't. He dove right no, in. No, because
0: the dude's uh, Jeff Goldblum's nuts, man. That's one of the things I didn't I realize about
1: how knuck and futs Jeff Goldblum was before watching this. He is, and it's I awesome. I kind of
2: felt the opposite about his reaction to the larping thing. He was like, "It, it." To me, it seemed like it took him a little longer than it should to like figure out what this like. It's acting, you know, acting. Like, stop it.
1: It's overacting, <laughs> which he got really into. <laughs>
2: Right, but like it was just I don't know it was a. Little, it's funny that you say you know, the, thing the the wonder that he could uh, express mm-hmm. was sometimes uncomfortable because I did sort of get that yeah, and it, like they- I don't want it to to sound negative, um, either. But there was a <laughs> there was a weird tone to it that was like not that it was intended this way at all but could kind of come off as a little condescending yes like i got a weird vibe off of it that it was just like oh look at you and how cute you are and this thing that you're into and isn't it neat and it's like okay you may not get it and you may not uh you know understand everything about it but have at least the amount of savvy to realize that this is a thing a lot of people like, and it's not like just some adorable, cute little small thing that this small, weird section of the world is in. Like, this is a huge thing that you just happen to not know what the fuck you're talking about. And it just came off a little weird. I don't necessarily mean bad or like the show was trying to make fun of people, necessarily. It just just had a weird vibe to it.
1: And I agree. The... What the th- the thing that I saw was, if it was coming out of anybody else's face, I would have shut that show off immediately. Like, because the, it, it seemed, and I understand what you're saying about that it came off slightly condescending, but it was that undertone of him coming off like a child. Like, I don't get it. Explain it to me because I think this is amazing. I think this is adorable. I think your tattoos are, look at you, it's all part of your uniform. Like, that. That stuff seemed genuine coming out of him, which, for me, gave him a pass on the mild condensation.
0: Condensation?
2: (laughs) Condescension. (laughs) Condescension?
0: The... (laughs)
1: As it was coming out, that's, that's, uh, I was like that's not that's, right, uh, going for the record books there, there condom- <laughs> you know what I'm trying to say <laughs> when he when he got out of the um v r and like I was you know we're watching it from the outside of the world. I can't like outside of his virtual reality world, we're seeing him standing there with a couple of goggles, a pair of goggles on some headphones, and some wands in his hand, and we know what's going on. I
0: I don't. That VR section was just like that is some white people bullshit, right? And, there. It, <laughs> it, that it, is some rich people. Like they yes. got someone standing near you lighting matches and cracking sage leaves to create a scent. Like <laughs> that's not that that's inaccessible to ninety nine percent of the population on Earth. Uh, that was that was so far removed from anything even vaguely resembling reality that 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 part was just definitely like
2: definitely some white nonsense
0: that was complete white nonsense and i say this as a white guy i was looking at that like damn this is like this and it wasn't even a white guy in charge of it right uh, no, i don't think it
2: was not
0: foreign woman she was the one that was doing the 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 cracking of the, the experience, leaves and stuff. But the, the guy experience, that the guy, he
2: interviewed before he went I into th- it,
1: Well, the guy Who that he interviewed American? was a scientist of sorts. I don't know if he had, I don't know if he had anything. He was to-
0: talking to the guy that owned the place. He was like, so I wanted to create this experience of blah 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 mm-hmm. of the VR, and then like he went into the room and was like, and this is my assistant. Uh, Chun-Li and she's uh, gonna wow. lightning kick you into uh, the, the the stratosphere or something. I don't know. It was something... It was so completely insane. I was just like, you've got to be kidding me with this shit. Like, "You this can't be real. But then I realized that, you know, this is what rich people do. So, <laughs> I don't know.
2: They need to feel empathy with the trees that that are being burned down in order to save them. <laughs>
1: You see, looking at and and what I got from that was, man, I think he really felt all of those emotions. I don't, I didn't care about what the process was. His performance to me was real, and that's what I was looking at. Whether it be first world problems or whatever, white person shit that you just said like that's
0: some white people nonsense there it right is there.
1: that's not like that's not what i saw was a guy who's trying to learn about something and seemed to be changed that's what i got so i am going to be watching the rest of them to see what i can learn about denim because that's episode four it's about denim oh god i could watch this man that's, an a, that's a
2: thing that like doesn't you know <laughs> i haven't seen the full list of what these topics are but everything you've mentioned that that has been subjects of this i'm like yeah that's a thing i could see him not having any understanding of right. because it's like a common person's thing <laughs> all right so
1: first episode is sneakers ice cream tattoos denim barbecue gaming bikes rvs coffee cosmetics Pools and jewelry. Those are the 12 episode topics. My favorite is the the imagery. Like you know, when you're looking on IMDb for each episode, it has the word or the you know the topic, and then a, a still, if you will, from <coughs> the episode. And the one about pools is Jeff Goldblum standing next to an astronaut. I, that's correct. I'm assuming it's to do their you know, that they test the suits for the zero gravity and they do that by dipping them in a pool kind of thing. But I don't know. It could be something completely different. It's Jeff Goldblum talking about pools. (laughs) I don't know. I enjoyed this show and just, and I don't think I enjoyed it for the right reasons. I enjoyed it for watching Jeff Goldblum to say, what's going to happen
0: next? What, it was weird. He
1: did rock, paper, scissor with himself for a, se- a couple of seconds.
0: <laughs> and, like, I totally bought that. Like, that's, yeah, yeah. yeah, no, that's in character. That that makes sense. That's because that's this guy's level of crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> I'm glad I, I watched it because I don't want to go, you know, 30 years down the line and then to go, hey, remember that Jeff Goldblum show? No, I'm going to have to watch it now. No, I want this to be in my life for the next 30 years so I can talk to people about it. This is how Jeff Goldman feels about
0: pools. And jewelry. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> Sorry, that Chun-Li comment sounded racist, but it was like I was trying to think of an absurd Asian video game character name.
1: Yeah, but she wasn't Asian. I think she was French. Was she French? I think.
0: I'm not remembering this very well.
1: No. You I don't even think the black, while ago. The, 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 there was a black scientist... They were talking in an... uh, uh, Like a... A garden. It was... Yes. uh, Mm -hmm. An an arboreum, Arboretum. Arboretum. And they broke from that, and then he walked into this darkened room by himself, and he's like, you're giving off this aura. Even before you speak, you're giving off this... This... (laughs) essence and i was like holy crap he literally i hope that they met before that because if that walks into the room and starts talking to me that way i'm walking out of the room you're creeping me the fuck out (laughs) anywho god an american treasure jeff goldblum
0: he is a national treasure no no two ways about it
1: all right that's it let's let's wrap this up chris (laughs)
0: Yeah, yeah, we're good. We're all done here. I'm good. I like I'm ready to pack you, it up. You, you guys, it wasn't
1: your cup of tea, I guess. I enjoyed it for the wrong reasons. People, watch it for yourselves and let us know what you think, because it's 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 a can of confetti. So like you know when you open it up and you go and it just sparkles and and then falls and it's a fucking mess everywhere. It's like that, <laughs> it's sparkly. That is like very apt definition <laughs> right it's who look at this oh no so yes <laughs> there you go <laughs> that can confetti jeff goldblum chris take it away
0: oh uh, well uh you <laughs> can get in touch with us at malikgk.com as well as all flavors of social media that we inhabit you can like us on facebook you can subscribe to subscribe to our YouTube and Twitch channels for all our latest video content. There it is. And follow <laughs> us on Twitter at the <laughs> underscore Geekade. Or follow the show specifically at Twepcast. You can also find us individually on Twitter. I'm at Geekade Chris. That's Geekade K-R-I-S. Karen, where can people find you?
2: Shoot underscore the underscore moon.
0: And Evan, where are you uh, located? Geekade underscore Evan. If you're interested in more information about anything we discussed tonight, be sure to check out our show notes. And while you're at it, you can also subscribe to this and any of our other wonderful podcasts on iTunes, Spotify, or Stitcher, where if you're super nice, you can leave us a review because any and all feedback is welcome and appreciated. Again, always remember to keep your eyes on com for more fresh, original content. Back to you, Evan. Thank
1: you so much, sir. Uh, Karen,
0: it's your turn, right?
2: It's his my turn.
1: Wait, it's his your turn?
2: No, it is. Oh. <laughs> it is. Okay. I went to Elizabethan on you. Gotcha. Sorry, I wasn't paying Boom. attention.
1: You made a left. I was going right. It happens. All right, what's the homework?
2: Uh, <laughs> well, it's something you already got for me. Uh, mm. Sorry, honey. Um, we're mm. going to watch my, my internet husband um, in the new Apple TV Plus series Defending Jacob. Uh I'm just going to take a swing and see how far we get. We'll, say, start with the first episode, and if you feel like watching more, we'll watch more.
1: Have you watched any of it yet?
2: I have not. Okay.
1: Going in blind. I
0: apologize for me. I you know he's dreamy and it's just (laughs) yeah no i get it and if you get him then you will be able to financially support me that's my only condition so well i'm
2: just i'm just like reading or i'm seeing (laughs) articles lately about how he's talking about how he wants to uh you know he wants to settle down and get married and have kids and like all he's looking for is is a is a woman someone with a really good soul that's it the rest i'm flexible on and i'm thinking well if you're in for like you know a, a the uh polygamous marriage and a couple of <sighs> pre-existing kids let's get this going
1: <laughs> <sighs> okay so thank you all Call for joining seriously <laughs> that's your homework everyone defending jacob we're gonna start with season well there's only one season but we're gonna start with episode one and see how far we get <laughs> hopefully some will get further than others oh you see what i did there that was a sex joke i'm gonna stop now From all of us here at this week's episode,
0: I'm Evan. I'm Karen. I've always avoided them aggressively. (laughs) Good night.
1: And this concludes our broadcast day.